0: it's oh we're all screwed up everything's screwed up it's different time
1: yeah i'm not gonna say it what no more McElroy bits i'm not stealing bits anymore oh that's a development so uh how do you plan on being funny it won't
0: happen i don't know we'll i'll just we'll figure it out in post is what some people say yeah i think that's a bit fuck okay starting now no more stealing bits
1: This is Idle Curiosities, a search-driven podcast by Jason Hellman and me, Emily Rose. Music by Yuri Beats and art by Katie Rose. Well, we'll see how long this lasts. All
0: original. The whole original comedy from here on out.
1: Oh, I'm in fried rice. Okay. And Mm. I mean, on microphone, always what people love to hear. It's really good. It's like rice, but uh, you like put it in a frying pan. Really good. Mm What'd you fry it with? Um, I didn't fry it. I want to be clear on that right away. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I had nothing to do with the creation of this. This was all Mel. But, uh, let's see. It's got, it's got bacon. Nice. I thought you guys were veggie. You're not veggie? We're not fully veggie. Okay. We are low meat, not no meat.
0: Low meat. Okay. We should be lower meat, but I eat a lot of meat.
1: We, we try to, like, I think we prefer avoiding meat when it's realistic. But fried rice is one of those things where it's just like, no, it's really nice to just have some bacon in there.
0: Yeah, it's like become one of my go to Chinese food takeout meals. It used to be, I used to be a big General Tso fan, Mm. but our place, their General Tso is only like it's it's not their best dish. So I pivoted fully to the to the fried rice lifestyle.
1: See, that's the problem with like Chinese restaurants in general. It seems is. You can't rely on one dish being good across multiple restaurants. Yeah, you got to really dial into the one specific restaurant that you've got and find their specific dish that's perfect.
0: Yeah, and and I used to have uh, it, it used to be easier for me because I would know, like when we lived in DC, our, our restaurant was uh, Cantonese. So like you would just figure out like, oh, what are like some good Cantonese dishes, and those are probably. What they do better, but they use this stuff called um, mala. Have you ever had that?
1: I don't know it right off the bat. No, I
0: think it's called mala. It's it's a spice. I think it's a peppercorn. <clears throat> I'm gonna get yelled at by Jess if I get this wrong. But it's it makes your mouth numb. It like makes your mouth tingly.
1: Oh, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, it's I like I I tried it because I it was like their thing. You know, like on the menu, it's like their specialty. So I was like, I gotta try this mala, and it does kind of taste like you've eaten some. Yeah, you know, you've ever put like icy hot on? How it like kind of tingles?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's that, but inside your whole your whole mouth orifice.
1: Okay, I try not to get icy hot in orifices as a general rule. <laughs> you you use it as lube once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> Man, you got some knitting ones this week i count three are there more
1: well let me tell you what i have started the summer secret crop by jesse mead designs yeah
0: as as discussed last week with was it did that make it into the main show or was that, was I, that fully... I
1: honestly have literally no idea what's in the show from last week
0: yeah if um you don't know what emily is talking about because it wasn't in the main show uh
1: it's in our bonus feed where or just we... add me on fucking ravelry Oh, yeah. Ravelry.com add- slash project slash Emily Rose Reinecke slash summer dash secret dash crap.
0: I'm trying to make us money because um, only one of us
1: uh, is employed right now. Yeah, that's true. And that would happen to be me. It's you. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yes, I am now officially a business analyst. Congrats. Is that your title? That That is my title. My title is business analyst.
0: And are you going to be doing any uh, sequel in your work? Am I guessing? I
1: have no fucking idea what I'm going to be doing in this job.
0: Oh, cool. So, just like every job I've ever had, pretty much.
1: I really hope nobody from this job ever finds I have a podcast because I'm going to have to watch what I say, and I don't ever want to have to watch what I say.
0: Yeah, I've kind of been thinking about that as I apply for jobs. I'm like, oh, shit, I've probably said some things I shouldn't uh, say because prospective employers aren't going to want to hear me say that.
1: Right. And I I can lock my Twitter. I can't necessarily lock the podcast. Uh,
0: We could just delete, you know, we could like have it so that it's like Snapchat. But podcast, has anybody done that yet? Where like the the episode goes up for a day and then the next day it's gone.
1: We could do that. Like a live stream. Um, I'm still eating. I'm still eating.
0: It's fine. I'll just I'll talk more. Um, yesterday, Haley was listening to the show for the first time in, oh my God, since like our like single digit episodes. And I heard her laughing. So I had to like run into the room and be like, what What was funny? Tell me. Tell me the thing. Tell me I'm good. Tell me what you laughed at. And uh, what was like, what was it? It was uh, the, the cream like pinkies, pinkies, pale skin pinkies. What was it? It's like pinkies tonic for pale skin people. Whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, I know
1: what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait, I forget where I was going with this. Haley was listening to it.
1: I am going to get so much hate mail for eating on mic. Because this shit, mm, it's delicious.
0: Shit. I just completely lost what anecdote I was going to tell about how I got... I don't know. Haley Haley laughed and then subsequently told me, like, I'm not as funny as I think I am.
1: <laughs> in a In a loving way. She says that you're not as funny as you think you are. But I would say... That almost one hundred dollars a month in patreon money says that you are as funny as you think you are, yeah, and it 's a real it 's a real shame that uh you 're not seeing any of that
0: yeah, and one day maybe it 'll be like my unemployment how um, it 's just accruing right now, but i can 't get access to it because when you call uh, New Jersey every single day, the automated lady picks up the phone and she says, sorry everybody 's busy today. Um, try again tomorrow and that's that 's been going on for weeks now. And, you know, just as, like, like my Patreon money, one day I'll just get, like, a big, fat unemployment check.
1: And maybe, like, we can coordinate it. Maybe it'll be on the same day. I can explain a little bit as to why it's been so fucky. Sure. Patreon charges you each time you withdraw money.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to explain why New Jersey's unemployment office has been busy.
1: No, I, well, there's one word for that. Pandemic.
0: I I was going to say pizza.
1: Okay, you're going to have to help me there? I don't know. Just like New Jersey, they're good at pizza. What does that do with the unemployment office?
0: I, I just thought it'd be fun if I could like prove Haley right, that I'm, I'm not as funny as I think I am by saying just the first word that came into my head instead of saying um, pandemic. Well, mission accomplished. I said pizza. This is a good show. <laughs> uh, it's weird. It's weird because
1: we're recording in the middle of the day and usually we record at night after. Not only are we recording in the middle of the day, but we are recording solidly two days late.
0: And two days late, yes. And I had, like, two ins for transitions, and I just didn't make them. I was going to talk about Sequel. I was going to ask about Sequel. I was going to ask about Vespa's knitting.
1: knitting. Well, let's go back a little bit, because I do want to talk more about Patreon.
0: Oh, yeah. Go for it.
1: Because, like, so they charge us each time we take money out. So the less often I take money out, the less they charge us. But also, they just make it difficult because I use... When I created the Idle Curiosities Patreon, it linked it to my personal Patreon. Oh, right. I remember this. And so now everything that I back on Patreon gets deducted from the Idle Curiosities funds. <laughs> it debits the money that other
0: people give us so that you may redistribute it to other creators. Yeah.
1: And which I I guess that's fine because it's not doing that thing where it's it's charging us for pulling that out. But also that just means that now... I have to manually reconcile how much money has been pulled out. Now, hold on. Because it's not a static number. It's not a static number. Like, I change who I'm backing and how much I give to which people. So month by month, there's some fluctuation there. (laughs) What
0: what if we create a second Patreon and there's only one tier and that tier is exactly the amount we get in donations divided by two. And then you subscribe (laughs) to that and then we each get our own.
1: I, I'm pretty sure that Patreon would find a way to, uh, to fuck with that and make it so that we're earning less money.
0: Okay. Well, then from there, we could do a third one where we, we get a joint account together. And then... Now I'm back on board. Yeah. And then all the money. Then we subscribe to that one.
1: Anyway, what I'm saying is Patreon has set it up perfectly. So it's extremely difficult for me to figure out how much money I actually owe you without doing math. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, which makes it so that when I do decide, oh, yeah, let's do this. Let's parse this out. I have to do math to figure out what needs to be done and math
0: is dumb and nobody should ever have to do it because um calculators and computers exist so um all is forgiven yeah exactly hey let's do let's do let's get some let's knock out like three knitting ones right up top
1: oh shit wait 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 patreon 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 Patreon. hey if 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 you're listening to this you still have a few days left before the end of february make sure you get in here and back us if you want to get a patch Five dollar level and up gets patches in the mail if you subscribe to Patreon. So get on that shit before February ends.
0: Yeah. End of plug. All right, I see three knitting things. Should we bunch them all together?
1: We sure can if you want to.
0: Okay. So you googled Malabrigo, Machita, Machita Makita,
1: Mekita. So it is Mothra, Godzilla. <laughs> the Makita <laughs> is the fingering version of the i think it's called mecca m-e-c-h-a uh which is a dk
0: yep dk weight yeah yeah it's just like a weight like there's a bunch of different like thicknesses of yarn um and i also want to congratulate you that you're officially a knitter because you said the word fingering without giggling
1: Ha. i have <laughs> i've been working with fingering weight yarn For the past couple days, and I tell you what, it's really nice. I hate it. Really? What do you prefer to work in, worsted? Yeah, I like a thicker... Fucking Philadelphian. Yeah, I
0: like, give me like that nice, like chunky, thick, thick boy yarn. I don't want, I don't want no fingering weight. It's harder to see your work when it's smaller, um, because thinner yarn makes smaller stitches. Um,
1: Have you considered getting better eyes?
0: No, I mean, yeah, but no, that sounds like a lot of work. Hmm. Um, and it's also harder to fix. Like when you, when you like screw something up, it's just, it's like so small and dainty. And I, I just, I don't know.
1: What you need is you need a Melanie Mm. that you can hand your work off to every time you drop a stitch. Say fix this. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm the Melanie.
1: So what happens is I drop a stitch and I just like loudly scream out, fuck. (laughs) And then I reach over and I pause Bob's Burgers and I hand my circular needles to Mel who then fixes it for me and hands it back, and then we resume our night.
0: Have you had to, like, fix something, like a stitch that's not just a knit or a purl and fingering a weight yarn? Well, well uh, obviously no, because you're not fixing anything on, by yourself because Mel is doing everything for you. But
1: I mean, I, I have had to fix some stuff by myself. It's just generally Mel has more patience for that specific type of problem solving than I do.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And she's been doing, has she been crocheting longer than you?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so she's just kind of more adept. That's fine. But you should learn how to uh, pick up stitches. It's, It's a really helpful skill to have.
1: I tell you what, fixing stuff was a lot easier with a variegated yarn.
0: Why is that? Variegated is just colors, right?
1: Right, but I could see really easily which little bit of yarn that I was picking at was from which row.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. You'll get better at that just like as you do more like you'll just kind of be able to intuit where the yarn should be and like what like the anatomy of the stitch itself yeah and then there's a third term here which is how to measure yoke y-o-k-e and this is not
1: third term we never talked about the second
0: oh we didn't oh i'm sorry i was looking at ssk um i was going to mention that when i was talking about fixing um
1: yeah ssk let's talk about that real quick
0: yeah slip Um,
1: slip knit Slip-slip-knit. So that is a technique done to decrease how many stitches are in the row that you're working. Mm-hmm. And so, like, working the top of a hat, you will use slip-slip-knit to reduce stitches so that the hat gets smaller at the top and eventually comes to a... I don't want to say a point. That seems wrong.
0: I think the technical term is a crown.
1: Yeah, you're basically forming the crown by decreasing
0: yeah you're just making it smaller and smaller in like even intervals so that
1: it's not like pinched on one side um and there are there are two types of decreases that i was using there's the slip slip knit which leans one direction and the knit two together which leans the other direction
0: knit two together leans left. Uh, knit two together leans right i think and slip slip.
1: i i honestly leans don't leans know left.
0: leans left those are hard words to say it just like it's the kind of thing that like when Once you know to look for it, you would like notice if it was wrong. Like if you did a left or a right leaning stitch when you, you know, we were supposed to do the other one, but it's not a big deal if you use one instead of the other every once in a while. It'll just look a little funky.
1: And right now I am just doing eight and a half inches of pure stockinette on a 188 stitch circle. Yeah, that's them sweater numbers. Yeah, it's... Real mind numbing. I watched through The Favourite earlier while while knitting. <gasps>
0: what did you think?
1: I tell you what, they know how to write dialogue.
0: Okay, good. Oh, I'm so worried you didn't like it because I really like that movie.
1: So I watched um, The Great, which have you seen The Great yet? Yes, love The Great. Okay, I watched The Great and loved it. So it was kind of a foregone conclusion that I would also love The Favourite since it's the same guy who made it. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what. Yorgos Lanthimos and Nicholas Halt. I hope they work together for the, for the rest of time because they are
0: such a great pairing. Nicholas was the, the emperor, czar in The Great,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, he was really good. He's perfect for that style of writing. He gets it. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> um, so you're making something with a yoke, which means you're making a sweater. I don't know. Do tank tops have yokes? This one does not. So I am looking at two different patterns right now. So why are you Googling how to measure yoke? Hold on. You're, you want to make a tank top, but you're Googling how to measure yoke. I am making the Summer Secret Crop by Jesse Need Designs. But on deck, I have the Laureate Cardigan.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Cardigans had yokes either. I guess it's just like the top bish area of any...
1: Well, the yoke is used to determine the armhole size. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay.
1: So the Laureate Cardigan is by Caroline Fryer. And it's just a really nice cardigan that buttons up down the middle and has a collar and has a little bit of lace work across the chest. Um, and it's it's just a really beautiful little little piece. Yeah,
0: it's cool looking. And I'm impressed that you are diving into something this complicated. You've been knitting for
1: how many days? Twenty? That's funny. Yeah. Around. This is uh... here here, I can I can tell you when I started my first hat this is aspirational i started my hat on january 30th um yeah so you are
0: <laughs> yeah you're 16 16 days in and you're gonna do lace work with fingering weight yarn oh my god you're out of your mind well
1: they said that uh they said that it might take up to six weeks for this yarn to ship which is the only reason i didn't start it right now and it's not fingering weight yarn this is lace weight oh my
0: god that's worse yeah that's gonna take so long yep i like that our brains are kind of broken in the same way where like you need a big aspirational project to like really get you into something though because i like my third thing i ever made was also a sweater that i never finished because i didn't know how to size things
1: so yeah. um yeah good, yeah good for you for figuring out how to make that yoke the right size so what i did was i bought two skeins of a yarn that i thought i was buying fingering for but i hadn't read the page well and i actually bought lace weight hmm um, which is why I'm doing this pattern because I bought the yarn for the tank top that I'm currently knitting. But then when I realized I'd accidentally gotten the wrong weight, I was like, "Okay, so what are what are some good patterns that use lace weight yarn?" And I went into the knitting Discord, and I forget who it was that, but somebody dropped this link in there. It might have actually been X Ray. This is how you get Dro- yelled
0: at. This is how you get yelled at by X Ray for saying I don't know who it was. It was probably somebody not the like one of the
1: more helpful people that has ever been on. So this is the yarn that I'm going to be using to make the Laureate cardigan. It's called Pixie Sticks by Whimsical Wood. Oh, I'm not logged into Ravel. And it's this beautiful, like, light pinkish purple. Oh, yeah. Like some blues and yellows kind of strewn throughout. And it's, it's just gorgeous. You
0: should, when you, this is, don't put this in the show. This is, this is Ravelry uh, 101 talk. When you put this in your stash in Ravelry, there's a little button that looks like a chain link and you can actually link it to... But like,
1: I can't because this yarn doesn't exist. Uh, wait, why doesn't it... Ex-
0: I'm looking at it.
1: Th- this colorway doesn't exist. Like, I had to manually punch this thing. Okay. For some reason, Whimsical Wood hasn't put their um, Pixie sticks line... Hmm. into revelry, but i don't know how to like create it myself
0: jesus christ did you hear that yeah a bunch a bunch of snow just uh like came crashing down off my roof like right in front of my window <laughs> oh yeah yeah let's talk about that how much snow have you gotten now a lot i don't know how much we've gotten in the last like in total in the last 30 days but it's gotta be a foot and a half like some has melted today's warmer but there's a fuck ton of snow and we're getting another four to eight inches on thursday so
1: oh beautiful you love to see it
0: yeah it's fine not doing anything else so i might as well might as well shovel
1: yeah exactly it's good cardio or so i've been told
0: yeah people say things like that to me it's very like suburban um dad talk this is what suburban dads talk about
1: yeah it's it's good cardio yeah (sighs) i guess i should pull up the spreadsheet and ask you about something because we've gone through a few terms of mine now we went through ssk Right through how to measure yoke and Malbrigo Makita.
0: Malbrigo Mecha Godzilla.
1: Yep, 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 yep. So now I'm going to ask you about your knitting thing. Can you tell me about Nugget After Dark? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a knitting thing. Did you honestly think that? Are we doing? Are you doing jokes? I'm I'm doing bets. Okay. I tell you what. It's 12:23 p.m. and I am punchy. Yeah. Punch.
0: Punch. Punch. Okay, what do you know if I say Nugget Furniture?
1: Oh, furniture.
0: Do you know anything about Nugget Furniture?
1: Uh, if I saw their webpage, I would. But I can't recall anything about it just like, just from hearing the name Nugget.
0: Okay, so I'm putting a picture of Nugget Furniture into show notes. This is the Nugget Couch. Fuck, that's cool. Can you describe it? It's, um, yeah, so it's like a modular, flat bed with like two triangle
1: wedges sitting on top and the triangular wedges look exactly like a Toblerone yeah they do they are Toblerone yeah yeah yes they are Toblerone shaped
0: Toblerone's hard to say so this believe it or not this is children's furniture this was designed as like like playroom furniture for kids because you can take it apart and like reconfigure it you can build a fort out of it you can jump on it you can build like a ramp or like an obstacle course or whatever and these things are like crazy popular you cannot just go buy a nugget anymore i have an article up uh that talks about how no
1: article is something else
0: our article is different furniture. I have, I have a piece of journalism uh, on my computer monitor that describes at least one person who tried to sell their nugget, uh, which retails for about $230 for as much as $10,000 on Facebook Marketplace. Who tried to sell their nugget. It doesn't say they were successful, but it, it does say they tried. Um, they have like a lottery system so that like everybody, it's like Hamilton. Like you, it's like you could get your fair chance to, to buy a $230 children's sofa so of course along with with all dumb parenting things there there comes like parent culture and uh community um so like these groups started springing up on facebook talking you know moms talking about how much they love their nuggets and like how their kids play with their nuggets and then from there there was a a splinter facebook group that spawned Off called Nugget After Dark. And
1: do you want to guess what gets talked about in Nugget After Dark? Before we get there, could I tell you what I think of Mm -hmm. when I hear the word nugget? Sure. Like little tiny hard poops. (laughs) Yeah, those those could also be nuggets, I guess. So what you're saying someone tried to sell their nugget or someone was letting their kids play with their nugget, I'm just sitting here going, this is fun. You're just thinking little poops. Little poops. (sighs) Anyway, tell me about Nugget After Dark. What's happening in Nugget After Dark?
0: Well, it's a bunch of parents talking about how rowdy and horny they get on their kids' nugget furniture.
1: Nice. So basically using Nugget as a sex swing? Yeah.
0: Like it's, yeah, it's parents who were just talking about all the cool, uh, the fun things you can do with the nugget. Um, I guess disregarding the fact that, yeah, their kids play on it. It felt very gross and skeevy to me. How um, how washable is this furniture? doesn't look very washable to me. <laughs> I don't think there's
1: like... A, it's not very good for kids, is it? I don't know. It doesn't look like there's like a sham or a cover. Maybe there is. I mean, if a kid can't spill a bowl of SpaghettiOs on it, then it's not really kid safe. Yeah,
0: I don't know. These are for like bougie parents that can, you know, pay $230 for a, a piece of play furniture. Um, I don't think they're that word. And not only that, they'll pay like $500 for like a rare color or whatever. Anyway, people would try to sell these and then it became like common lingo that like if you're selling a used nugget to, to put uh, no, no nugget after dark, which basically means I want to buy a nugget, but if you fucked on it, I don't want it anymore.
1: I mean, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. Anyway, in this article, there's a, just a really funny line um, that interviews one of these nugget moms. Oh, oh, also people were posting pictures of their husbands naked on the nugget um oh christ so that's something that happened that's like on facebook yeah on facebook um cool so megan zern is a tiktok personality she talked about parenting she made a video where she was like hyping up all the, the the frenzy about these facebook groups um and said it was customary for moms to take a picture of their newly arrived nugget with the dad of the house sitting on the box quote the less clothes the better she added literally someone just posted their husband ass naked on top of the box Yep. She also mentioned Nugget After Dark, which she said was a group in which moms talk about, quote, banging all over their children's furniture.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, this
0: is very funny to me. Um, We do not have a nugget. We have no plans to get a nugget.
1: Well, if there's one thing that we have proof of, it is that parents either are or have been horny. Yeah, at one point. You kind of have to. Yeah, it's, it's a large part of the whole deal. So I guess this kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right. I've got,
0: well, there's one I want to talk about just because I'm going to stop doing the thing just like I'm going to stop stealing bits. I'm going to stop doing the thing where I talk about uh, what I want to talk about and just just like do the thing. So something near and dear to my heart, Jim Rash rap community.
1: (laughs) So uh, I actually don't remember why I Googled this earlier this week, but I was looking for a specific bit from community, probably one of my two favorite moments from the show period which is where jim rash who plays the dean of the community college comes into the room to inform everybody that their paychecks are going to be late
0: you're looking you're looking for the lyrics aren't you i am i have them because and i i know 90 percent of it by heart but i wanted to try i wanted to do it but you do it
1: you want to do it okay how about you do it
0: okay oh can i do this yes please i can do this okay i'm gonna try to do it jim rash originally
1: performed it so i think you're fine i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna try to do it in the style that that he did it as well
1: oh yes of course
0: (laughs) um so if you haven't watched community watch community because it's a really funny show and and the dean is uh is maybe the best character on the show so he shows up yes in his in his Um,
1: academy award
0: nominee jim yeah for screenwriting right yeah well, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say your checks will arrive on another day, another day, another dime, another rhyme, another dollar, another stuffed shirt with another white collar. Criminals, Wall Street taking the pie, and all the black man gets is a plate of white lies. Prisoners recruiting them, police be shooting them. Rap artists looting them, labels are deluting them. Barack Obama is scared of me because I swallow knowledge and I spit it for free. Let me clear my throat. Ha ha ha! ha. And then he starts crying. I don't know what that was. <laughs>
1: It's just one of those funniest things ever because the way that he, like... Jim Rash is such a great performer that the way he slowly gets unhinged and, like, loses control of the rap as it just, like, flows out of him it is so perfectly performed. Like, he cranks up the intensity perfectly all the way to, Barack Obama is scared of me!
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't deliver that. I didn't want to, like, yell into the mic because I
1: don't know... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the audio. But he just fucking punches it right there. And then like afterwards he just like collapses in terror of what he's become.
0: Yeah. And it's so like out of character for the Dean to be anything other than um like happy and happy go lucky and friendly. Um like I don't think he ever raises his voice as a character, maybe in the entire entire show. So when he's when he yells at Barack Obama and how how scared of Barack Obama is. <laughs>
1: Oh, So anyway, yeah, I just it's, it's one of my favorite, favorite moments of community, and every time I watch it, it brings me joy.
0: Hmm. I'm just looking at the picture of him in the peanut suit with the microphone.
1: <laughs> That's so good. This should be show good. art. Do we have show art? Not really. In the meantime, though, if you could tell me about—I mean, let's just bring it back to a topic that we really love here on the mm-hmm. podcast. Let's talk about Jesus. In this case, okay. Jesus 4. Betty Chord, Jesus. Jesus 4. Oh,
0: Jesus 4. Yeah. Okay, that was good. I'll hand it to you. It's not an that original good. joke. It's not. Are Christians making all these like funny jokes about different uh, chords and how they sound like G- like any
1: G-suspended chord? Here's the thing that you need to know about Christians. They are inherently good at comedy. All Christians, really? inherently good at comedy. Huh. Extremely punny. Yeah. And as we know, puns are the best form of comedy.
0: Yeah uh this is a short one for me um i have more free time in my hands than i have in the past and i've been noodling on guitar again so uh i thought the best use of my time would be to maybe try and learn every single song from the uh second most recent taylor swift album uh folklore and i'm starting with betty because i think that's like i don't know maybe my second favorite song on the album it's so good it's a great song it's like the only i'm such like a I'm, like, such a dweeb. It's, like, the only song on the album that's not, like, a Lana Del Rey sad girl song. It's,
1: like, a very country storytelling song.
0: Yeah. And, it like, it's it's not for me um, because it's about a, a teenage boy who cheats on his girlfriend and he's saying sorry to her and trying to, to win her back.
1: What part of that specifically isn't for you, a middle-aged Jewish man?
0: Um, Just kind of all of it, I guess, I would say, if I had to pick one thing. Hmm. yeah it's a it's a great song though and i love it and i very much enjoy singing along to it even though i'm not a very good singer and so this was yeah gonna be like my first my dipping my toe back into playing guitar and how'd it go and i came it went well like i can still i mean i learned at a a young enough age and i've played a string instrument for most of my life that you know i didn't really forget anything it's just a matter of kind of getting some of the muscle memory back and and uh, what do you call them calluses my fingies hurt you're
1: primarily a cellist though right yeah
0: um i learned cello when i was about 8 and i probably picked up guitar when i was 10 or 11 maybe okay. so i i mean yes i've played many more hours of cello than guitar but um yeah i'm like a a decent guitar player um but i came across this chord G-Sus 4 all i'm thinking about is jesus jesus 4 it's yep. a whack ass chord i don't like it i'm just i'm gonna come out anti gsus 4 just as just as a person I mean, I,
1: i'm i'm googling it right now so i know are you doing the fingering where it's like a bar chord across three except with the middle two strings open no which version are you doing then
0: i was doing like an open chord like uh your pinky finger i think is on the g fret the third fret on your high e string and then your index finger is like on like the, the B string. Oh, this. oh,
1: okay. I see. I see which one you're doing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not easy to play. It's not like a natural finger position. And it just, it doesn't sound right. Like it, I guess so. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's not, it's not bad. It's just a little clunky if you're not used to it.
0: It's It was too clunky for me, so I was just playing G instead of G-sus-4. I'm sorry, Taylor.
1: What if you do a bar chord across your third fret and then mm-hmm. play two, three, four fingers on your second, third, and fourth string?
0: I, know, I can't just, like, visualize what you were talking about. Two, three,
1: here, four? Here, 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 I'll drop the image.
0: I'd rather just play a G chord because it's easier for me. And it sounds... Oh, wait. Wait, really? Yeah, you can do that. That, that I can yeah. play. Isn't that just, oh, I guess that's not a C chord. It's moved, everything's moved over one.
1: If it was C, your root would be down the A string. Yeah. Your root here is up on the E. Huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll try that next time. Anyway, I don't like playing bar chords mixed in with open chords because it always sounds kind of muted. Eh. I don't know.
1: Oh, I get it. I get it.
0: I, I might just not be a very good guitar player.
1: I think that's one of those things where it's just like you have to build up a specific type of muscle in your finger in order to get your bar chords to ring out as loudly as you would like and it's just a yeah. lot of micro like really finagling your finger into the right position through micro adjustments you got to get like
0: right up on that fret cuz if you are not it's going to be all
1: bleh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: which is a technical music term is blue i lost my tab with the spreadsheet there it is
1: steve martin pizza in a cup
0: I'm excited about this one.
1: Okay, so when I say Steve Martin, pizza in a cup, do you know what I'm referring to? Is this a
0: SNL thing? No. Then no. It sounds familiar,
1: but no. This is a clip from the movie The Jerk. Oh! I forgot that was in The Jerk. Okay. I've never seen The Jerk. It's a funny movie. But Binging with Babish this week did pizza in a cup. And... When he played the clip from the movie that it was from, I was like, okay, that's Steve Martin, but I don't recognize this. So I ended up just having to Google it to find out what Steve Martin pizza in a cup was from. And I guess I should watch The Jerk eventually. You should watch it. There is definitely
0: some, you know, much like other movies like Airplane from that kind of era, you know, jokes that don't necessarily hold up. Do you know like anything about the premise of the movie? No.
1: (laughs) Where did you go? Why are you so far away? Sorry, I'm hanging the guitar back up.
0: Are you there? You've, you went so I far. I had to hang the guitar up. Okay. I might hang a guitar today. Oh, yeah? I bought little, um, you know, those things that you hang guitars on the wall with, little forks. Yeah, wall forks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's much like Airplane, the jerk. Just the beginning, the opening, the premise is, um, uh, I haven't seen it in years, but I'm guessing there's some racial stuff that uh,
1: probably sucks a lot. I'm, I'm guessing that there's more than just racial stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, there's oh, there is more. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there's like um like a big whole joke of like the second act is like isn't it funny that there's a romantic interest uh where the woman is like the assertive dominant one in the relationship? Oh. And like that's the whole joke.
1: <laughs> it's like a Mark Driscoll became a became a comedy movie.
0: Mark Driscoll. Don't, do don't worry anymore? about it. Oh, is he he's he's the sermon guy. We talked about him. Yeah. yeah yeah, okay i'm with you i'm see i'm learning i'll be a christian by the by our
1: our hundredth episode (laughs) (laughs) then we'll have to quit the show
0: yeah the day the day i convert yep maybe we can like do a swapsies
1: oh interesting
0: although i've heard converting to judaism is like really a pain in the ass
1: it's really academic isn't it
0: yeah you gotta yeah
1: no that's not for me
0: man we do we do not want like this this religion that we got here was not built to
1: spread. It, I it, I am a lazy fuck and I mean if I have to read anything to get into heaven or whatever it is, you know, your people believe in. Well, the first um, problem is we don't really believe in heaven. So what do you believe in? Like what happens when we die? Um, oh my god, this is a whole episode.
0: Yeah, you I guess you would probably have to talk to a rabbi. Um they kind of don't really okay if i
1: die and i have to talk to a rabbi after i die i'm done (laughs) that's it i quit
0: this is why we're only like two percent of uh the world population or whatever we are um because it just it's just such like nobody wants to give a solid answer of like what what do we actually believe yeah i mean i think some rabbis would tell you that uh like there's since the afterlife maybe it's discussed in the like some of like the interpretive books i always i always was like taught it as i don't know some people think there is no afterlife some jews think there is no afterlife and when you're dead you're dead um which is why there's such an emphasis on like being a good person in life because like we don't really know what happens after that
1: see i can get on board with that
0: yeah it's kind of cool and then there's other i've heard other people describe it as there is like an eternal soul and when you die basically Your soul is judged by God and like the, I I think this was probably just like for a dumb child to be explained, like somebody explaining this to like a child who couldn't know any better, but like it was described to me at one point as like the proximity to God, like your soul's proximity to God in the afterlife is determined by how good of a person you were. So it's like, I've heard this before. If you're really good. Yeah, you get to just like chill, chill
1: next to God. And if you're really bad, like you got to go real far away from God. So do you believe in like, uh, or not you specifically, I guess, but is there such a thing as purgatory or? No, no. Okay.
0: Not that I know. Again, I, I just the
1: DMV then
0: yeah uh there's 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 no um yeah no dmv no afterlife dmv there's no uh where where does beetlejuice go what's the whole scene where beetlejuice is sitting there and he gets the number and it's like the long number and he switches it for the for the short number and his head gets shrunk
1: you know what i'm talking about i don't i haven't seen that movie in years and years and years
0: it's like the last scene of beetlejuice
1: anyway how did we get here i don't i really don't know how we got here but i do have a question for you sure can you tell me why you misspelled Britney in Britney Spears documentary?
0: Yeah, um, it's because I don't know how to spell Britney and I wasn't copying and pasting it. So you just get to see my my dumbass brain on display. Uh, Britney Spears documentary. We watched the New York Times Hulu show. It's like New York Times presents or something. But each episode is a whole ass documentary. Yeah, we watched the one on Britney Spears recently. Have you seen it?
1: Yes, we just watched it, too. Oh, my God. We are, we are up to date with the cultural zeitgeist on this.
0: Yeah. What? Like, I don't know. I guess because I grew up like right in like peak, you know, boy band, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like all that stuff was like right when I was the right age for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same here, except I was homeschooled. So I missed it all.
0: Right. And so you had to burn records instead of you had to, you had to burn the devil's music instead of getting to listen to Hit Me Baby one more time.
1: Yeah. On the CDRs. We
0: didn't even have our Ws. Um, oh man. (laughs) Talk about. I was gonna make a joke. I don't wanna make it though. (laughs) It was really good, really compelling, and like the whole time I was just like looking over to Haley and just I kept saying, like, man, we as a
1: country and society just we just really don't like women do we oh we've not only do we not like women we specifically fucking hate women who dare to own their sexuality
0: yeah and like if they're like if it makes them successful and like makes them money like that's that's another don't do that
1: how 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 dare you be a godless fucking whore oh it was so which is just okay, absurd
0: so the, it, uh...
1: I like I want to say, I hope
0: that things are better now, but there was wasn't there a whole dust up with like isn't this similar to what Kesha
1: went through? so Kesha's thing was a little bit different in that she was working with her producer, Dr. Luke, and she was under contract to do another record with Dr. Luke, but he was being abusive, and so she basically just like retired instead of doing more music until she could figure out the legal side of things so that she wouldn't have to do another record with him, yeah. So, si- similar, like, vibes, but slightly different in the specifics.
0: So, uh, like, I'll just quickly gloss over. You can help me, like, fill in the details. Um, it's just basically a documentary. Like, what I remember about Britney Spears, especially, like, later in her career, was, like, oh, Britney went crazy. And isn't it? haha? Like, it became, like, a punchline. Like, she shaved her head and uh, hit a car with an umbrella. And, like, that's, again, I was, you know, probably, like, a teenager. So, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't the most worldly, <laughs> curious person in the world and but that was like certainly what public perception uh was of her at the time was like pretty went crazy Yeah, the
1: the two things i remember from being a kid are the shaved head thing and wasn't there an incident where she like wasn't wearing underwear when she got out of a car and flashed everybody yeah i think that didn't come up in the documentary that didn't come up in the documentary but i definitely remember that being on like cover of tabloids yeah so but, but like
0: what the documentary does a really good job of showing is um, what probably happened was that Britney Spears had a father who was like, not in the picture until she was successful. Then she gets successful. He shows up. Um, She uh, has this relationship with the tabloid press where they are harassing her, I think is probably the the appropriate word to use um, constantly. Like she was the biggest star on the planet. And basically like as a reaction to that, She kind of rejected female traditional beauty standards and was like, you know, fuck you. I'm going to shave my head. And like, are you still going to want to take my picture if I don't have like feminine
1: looking hair? And I think there are a couple extra dynamics to this as well, which is that like she... Oh, her kids. Like she had two kids. She had kids as well. But also just like from the paparazzi standpoint, there's the idea like there's the extra dynamics... She kind of encouraged the paparazzi at the beginning, whether mm-hmm. it was through naivete or through trying to, like, build a public image or whatever. And I think that created an environment where the paparazzi thought they had more access than they should have had, which came back to bite Brittany in the end. Which, you know, I understand how that could happen. She was a literal child at the beginning, so... Uh, She should have had managers watching out for her. But also, like, this didn't get mentioned too much in the documentary, but this was kind of peak tabloid. Like, this was the era where they were just blowing blowing the fuck up. And so I don't know that she could have been prepared for it because I don't know that there was as much precedent for this as it might seem like there had been
0: was there there was no tmz yet i think this was pre-tmz but this like definitely paved the way
1: maybe it might have been tmz but it wasn't like the the monster that it is now
0: right this was like for for like grocery store tabloids yeah like, like uh, star us weekly and yeah all those things anyway it was really well done upsetting and apparently there's a netflix one that is yeah, coming
1: out. i don't care for the overdwelling on this See, here's the thing. I think that one documentary is good to, like, raise awareness of what she's going through and point out that shit sucks and needs to change. Two documentaries is, oh, look at Britney. She's a spectacle.
0: Yeah, I
1: see what you're saying. Um,
0: Oh, wait, we didn't even say, like, the the whole, like, crux of the documentary, which is that her father is what's called, like, a conservator, where he is like basically has power of attorney. Like he has control over her finances and her like legal personhood. Um And there's a bunch of people who are not thrilled about that. Uh, rightfully mm-hmm. so. And they're trying to basically be, I don't know, like have, be like the public support wing of Britney's personal army. I don't know what you would call it. They're like, you know, people who are big fans of Britney Spears who almost certainly uh, rightfully don't think her father should uh have that much sway or any sway over her uh over her life
1: see i have figured out what britney needs to do in order to get out of this okay she needs to enlist the bts army interesting unleash those k-pop stands, right the bts army as we all know is fucking terrifying they broke they did fuck with trump
0: and republicans pretty good
1: so what if we harness their energy to free britney okay how are we gonna do that who's gonna tell them okay let's have them come up to britney and be like hey let's get you on a track and have it be like all innocent and innocuous enough that her dad allows her to do it
0: yeah he has
1: to allow stuff since he's the conservator Um,
0: and then she goes dad i'm not that innocent and then all the bts fans turn on her dad and I don't know. What did they do with Donald Trump? Bought a bunch of tickets, fake tickets don't know. or something. I, don't that, know.
1: Wh- I I just assumed that they could
0: fuck him up somehow. I don't think. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think Britney Spears' dad could fight every BTS fan.
1: No, no, no. This is like the uh, the problem of would you rather fight one elephant-sized rat or a thousand rat-sized elephants? And like the BTS yeah. stands are the million rat-sized elephants. Wait. Okay, I don't like this. This isn't the perfect analogy.
0: Um, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Would you rather, like, if there was a, if there was a fight with every person who, who is a fan of of K-pop group BTS um, in a fight, would would you rather fight all of them or Britney Spears' dad? It's pretty simple.
1: Yeah, I'd take. I'd fight Britney
0: Spears' dad any day. <laughs> I think I would fight Britney Spears' dad just for free.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That offers on the table, Britney Spears' dad. Should we should we do what we did with, with our friends one fine day? One day more? What was A Day to Remember? A day to remember. Should should I should I go domain shopping for like Jamiespears uh dot com? dot Here we go. <laughs> Let's see.
1: Please tell me that's available.
0: Fightmejamiespears.com. It's not available. Damn it. Cause I just bought it. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. This will be boy. redirecting to uh idolcuriosities.com <laughs> in the near future. Fight me, Jamie Spears? How old is he?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Wait, this is Jamie Lynn Spears. I want James Spears. Oh,
1: did I buy the wrong domain?
0: <laughs> James Brian Spears? No. Jamie Spears. No, I got the right one. Okay, Jamie Spears.
1: He's sixty-eight. Oh, you could take him. I think I could. I think I could get him. Oh yeah.
0: Here's a picture of him looking like a fucking dork with a camera around his neck. I could. I could fight this man.
1: Yeah. All right. F- f- fight me, JamieSpears.com for all of your uh, for all of your um cultural street fighting needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we get Jake Paul on this? uh jake paul is always looking to fight people
0: he is but like i think in like a boxing way and i don't i don't want this like let me make this clear i don't want this to be a fair fight like i may just you know sucker punch britney Spears' dad because you know you
1: want to asli dying him okay
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i just i'm really not interested in this being a fair fight i just think he was probably mean to britney spears and um and someone should fight him and
1: i don't see why that shouldn't be me we have so many search terms we haven't even touched yet. And I'm not really sure how this happened. I have a good one too. Oh uh, which, which one's the good one? Let's just do it. Okay. Uh, Kel on Earth and Victoria ANTM. Kel on Earth slash Victoria ANTM. I have I could not even begin to guess what this is. Maybe it's like a Disney Channel original sci-fi series or it is a TV series. It has to do with a TV series. Oh, is it The Expanse? No. Boy, is it not. No.
0: Uh, it is ANTM stands for, of course, America's Next Top Model. Oh, fuck you. And Haley and I went through uh and watched a whole season of America's Next Top Model in about the span of 5 or 6 days. I believe it was cycle 19. Uh and Now, when you say cycle, you mean season? No, well, see, Tyre Banks, she's special, and they crank out so much of this garbage that it is not on schedule with the the seasons of the Earth as as most other television shows are, and they just shit these things out like they could do like five or six in a year, not like f- four as as a traditional TV hey, show might come out. Hey, up.
1: the Circle, take note.
0: Yeah, get on other it, the circle. fuckers. I think it's. I I honestly think it's because Tyre Banks um is just. <laughs> different kind of human being uh, who wanted to be a little special and not call her her show um, not have seasons on her show she wants to have cycles but yeah they do they do average like more than one a year and um on cycle 19 we have the i think it's the second i think it's the second year that she's on it one of the judges kelly cutrone is just the worst she is a a fashion pr maven is her lower third and um she's just very bad she's terrible she is mean to all the models and um she got she got famous for doing fashion pr
1: so she she's the gordon ramsay of fashion yeah except
0: gordon ramsay is like like his role like he kind of plays up his role as like tv bad guy i sincerely believe that uh kelly catrone has like thrown hot coffee at an assistant at least twice I
1: thoroughly believe that Gordon has to. Yeah, maybe. He plays that character too well for too many years to not have it seep into his life. But he is nice when the kids come and cook. He's very sweet. Yeah, because he has to be. Yeah. You can't be a shit to kids on camera.
0: No, you can't. I bet Kelly Katrin has been a shit to kids on camera. She really, she is a very unpleasant person. So I, I needed to know more about her. I read everything i could about her uh as as much as i could glean from wikipedia she had her own show called "Kel on earth where she kind of played a uh devil wears prada is that right like the mean boss and devil wears prada i haven't seen it. me neither i just cultural osmosis yeah she's like played the mean boss um and um i have some some choice some choice things to say about this yes please <laughs> so kelly katron started this PR firm called People's Revolution. And what you need to know about People's Revolution is they set the record for the most shows produced on one day during New York Fashion Week um, in September of 2002. Cool. Mainly because they were one of the only companies willing to produce shows on the first anniversary of September (laughs) 11th. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So that's Kelly Catrone. And the name of her memoir is If You Have to Cry, Go Outside and Other Things Your Mother Never Told You. So that's cool. Seems like a peach. And then Victoria um, was a, was one of the contestants on America's Next Top Model, who is an eighteen year old homeschooled, um, like theater kid. Like I, she was like played for laughs, but then like every once in a while she kind of reminded me of you,
1: <laughs> and I felt bad. So I, I want to be clear. As soon as I heard you say 18-year-old homeschooled theater kid, I was like, okay, I'm suddenly interested in this show in a way that I never have been before. Well,
0: what you won't like is that she's also in, like, almost certainly a codependent relationship with her mother. Um, well, you've already said that, homeschooled. <laughs> uh, that's a good, that, that might be a good good ending ending note. Unless you want to uh, do more of yours, because you got, like, four more. I do have four more, but none of them are really great. Okay, like
1: I don't I'm need good. to do any of these.
0: I'm good to end on that, and then one of mine, I'm, I'm, I was like gonna use it as a teaser for whenever we can record with Aaron. Um, oh yeah, and Andrew,
1: our our good our good boys over at. I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be. I hope whenever Aaron gets internet back um, recording with them, I, I guess, you know what? Do you want to Do you want sneak preview? Well, I should put a sneak preview in the show notes. Okay, just take a look at this and then do, should we save it for the bonus one or do you want to do it now?
1: <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything about it, but if you want to see what this is, it is in our show notes channel that is available to patrons in our Discord and it opens with... This is a medical device. Yeah, sure is. Definitely nothing more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and it's an Instagram ad. I don't know if we said that. Oh, yeah. So
0: our premise of that show, I think what we're going to do is me and Andrew, I think, are going to bring our Instagram ads. And you and Aaron, I believe, are going to go through your Google uh, advertising profiles, what Google thinks about you as a, yeah. as a demographic.
1: I think it'll be a fun two hours of podcasting
0: yeah so look for that sometime soon um and girl with all the gifts is that coming
1: it's coming i just i haven't edited it yet and now that i have a job uh, good luck i don't know i'll get it edited eventually i gotta go full more laundry okay